Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Welcome to episode four of Chronically Healing. Today on the podcast, I have my fiance, Benjamin Fritz. Say hi. Hey, guys. (laughs) Um, So today, Ben and I thought that it would be interesting to talk about what it's like living with, being with, soon marrying someone um, with a chronic illness. And I thought that it could be interesting from both sides. but instead of just coming from my point of view, interesting coming from my partner's point of view. So that's kind of what we plan on talking about today. And yeah, you excited? Super excited. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I guess just a little bit of background. I met Ben in real life um, about two years ago. And right, a little yeah, over, two, yeah, a little over two years ago. And at the time, I was probably, we both were probably the healthiest that we had ever been. That's actually how we connected in the first place, was over fitness on Instagram. So Ben and I first met, we were both super healthy uh, in a really good place. I was in a good place with my thyroid issues. He was in a good place with his health issues, which is actually another episode that we'll have on this podcast um, in the next couple of weeks once Ben gets some of his test results back. Um, He's been having some health issues, but that's for another episode. So I just wanted to start it out with, um, he wasn't like fully, I guess, prepped, neither of us were, for living with someone with a chronic illness. Uh, At the time, I just thought hypothyroidism was whatever, and my thyroid didn't work well, and it just was hard for me to lose weight. I also wasn't having as many of the symptoms as I have now. So when I moved here in January of last year, um, that's kind of like when my health started to spiral a little bit. And it's also when I started to get really smart and become an advocate for my health and really start taking care of myself from the inside a little bit better than I had. So that's just a little bit of background on that. Do you have anything to add to that? Or not really? Um, no, I think that was a pretty accurate uh, picture you painted. <laughs> pretty accurate. Um, yeah, so I guess like just to start it off, what do you remember from the first time that we kind of both realized that my health issues were something that was going to affect not only me, but you and any future family that we have. Um, what was, do you remember that? Do you remember like that, or at least kind of a time frame of that? You know, I don't really. Uh, I think the easiest or the, the most obvious symptom, as you've talked about, has always been the weight gain. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe more so than 
a normal couple. We had that conversation because of, you know, me being in the fitness industry, me being a coach, but also tell, just because actually, of like, tell that's them how, what you are. They don't know. yeah. So, um, what I are am, you? <laughs> great question. <laughs> um, I am a personal trainer, online coach. Um, I've been in the health and fitness industry for five years been running my own business for four. Um, and yeah, I do it because I love it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a hobby turned passion turned. I, I want to like help other people with it. So, uh, that's what I do. And, and yeah, so anyways, back to that, we probably had more conversations about that than most couples would. Um, that and like poop. Well, yeah. <laughs> like how many times have I been like, Ben, I can't poop and Ben, I can't lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's probably when it started getting real. It's like, yeah. like, Oh, we have to talk about your poop because <laughs> you don't ever go. <laughs> the weight gain was an obvious symptom. And an, so we, we had talked about that. Uh, and then I think and well, I guess we'll get into this a little bit more, but I think that really most of the other stuff is like, you know, I noticed at times with your energy or, um, yeah, just in general, how you felt like migraines. I don't know how much of that stuff is directly connected to chronic illness, but I think that it usually is in some way. Mm -hmm. And, um, so just after, a little bit of time being together, it just became apparent that those things affected you. And kind of like as you alluded to before, I have similar, you know, I've got some, some health stuff going on too. So it kind of like became the norm for us to deal with this stuff. But One of the things that we'll kind of talk about, but another time frame I guess that things like shit kind of got real (laughs) was when I was technically diagnosed with Hashimoto so I have had hypothyroidism for almost 10 years eight years something like that Um, and I just always thought it was just quote-unquote hypothyroid I had no idea um, anything about the chronic illness slash autoimmune space And then I was in a doctor appointment and they told me that I had Hashimoto's. And basically the doctor was very nonchalant about it. I've talked about this before in my first podcast. So go listen back to that if you haven't already. But I came home and like my initial reaction to something like that is to immediately, well, first of all, I was mad (laughs) because the doctor wasn't very helpful, but is to like start researching. And, um, I think it kind of is for you too when it's something Mm -hmm. that you're interested in or something that you want to know. Or if it's something that affects me or somebody around me directly. (laughs) Yeah. And you had been doing a lot of research just about hypothyroid in general because like he said before, he was trying to help me lose weight and I was really struggling with it and I just always blamed it on hypothyroid. I mean, a lot of it probably was. Some of it was also probably the amount of food that I ate, but we won't go there. But um but yeah, so it was just something that that you really stepped into, which I guess leads me to my first real question here, which was 
which is kind of like, what are some things that really helped you even understand what like a chronic illness is? You can even mention, you know, having some background in with your own health, but what kind of helped you understand what I was going through or things that you would recommend to someone that just found out that their partner has a chronic illness of some sort that kind of helps them one, be a better partner, be like someone that can be there for that person, but then also so you have a better understanding of what's going on. Um, So maybe you understand some of those symptoms and issues that might come up. Yeah. I think this is, a great and probably the most important question Mm. because it is so key for the partner to understand what that person is going through. Uh, The tricky thing about chronic illnesses is that they are often, I mean, in in your case, uh, my case, uh, it's often kind of a, an invisible disease or issue, so to speak. Um, So it's very easy to, if you don't understand what's going on or don't make an effort to understand what's going on, it's very easy to get frustrated and um, chalk it up to the other person being annoying or wanting attention or dramatic, lazy. I mean, really any number of like not attractive <laughs> not fun things to be around yeah so first not the best and, qualities that you look for in a person. right so first and foremost understanding is key so that said uh yes it definitely helps a lot or you know has helped a lot for me to have my own experiences uh, because I can usually kind of see when things are having having an effect on you. And when you tell me that certain things are going on, Hmm. I believe you. (laughs) Whereas I think in um, plenty of other situations, partnerships, uh, I think that the partner is often skeptical of what the person with the chronic illness is telling them. Mm So I think that, yes, definitely personal experience has helped, um, but then also doing some research. Uh, and especially, so everybody should do research, but especially if you have no experience, Acting, yeah. right, if you have no experience personally or with family or friends or anything like that, with chronic illness, you like you need to go research. There's no... Like, there's no questions. Like, you have to do it. You have to, and you owe that to your partner if you truly care about them. And I think most people would, Mm -hmm. um, but it may not be their first instinct to, like, go read a book on it or, like, you know, at least go Google it. But that should... Google, what is Hashimoto's? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've done that a lot. (laughs) So, yeah, that is absolutely critical um, and should be, even if you do have experience, it should be the first step because all chronic illnesses uh, are different and show themselves in their own specific 
special ways. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> uh, research, research, research. And finally, I would say, talk with mm. your partner. That's like exactly. <laughs> That's a hard, and, and honestly, we still struggle with that. I yeah. think a little bit. Um, and I would not be surprised to hear most couples say that. Yeah. But communication has to be key. Um, has to be a priority from both sides. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not really weighted on one or the other. It needs to be both. I'm going through this. I need this from you. The yeah. other person needs to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, you seem to be going through this. Can I help you? Is there something, you know, so there just has to be that two-way communication. Otherwise you are going to have some troubles. Yeah. And coming from the person in this scenario that has the chronic illness, the autoimmune disease, sometimes I really struggle asking for help and I struggle telling people how I feel because I've gone for so many years, as many of you probably have, being treated like what we're going through really isn't a big deal because it is that invisible illness because like some days we do feel totally fine. Or for me, I got so used to being at like mediocre was my normal. So when I don't feel great, I'm like, okay, this is normal for me. So I had to get, and I still need to get better at um, telling you specifically, but anybody in my life, but really, especially my partner, like, hey, I haven't been feeling well lately. This is what's going on. I mean, Ben knows every time I go to the doctor, I tell him everything that's going on because he wants to know that. I don't know. Like, you don't always need to give all the information if that other person isn't as interested. But but for Ben, he likes to know kind of what's going on. Um, but that communication, at least from my end, is something that I really need to work on. Um, I also really struggle with, like, like, when I am feeling kind of crappy, like allowing myself to feel crappy and not doing anything. This actually just happened this last week. I was having some issues with a medication I was on, plus uh, just my symptoms in general were kind of flaring. And Ben was the one that had to remind me, like, you need to slow down, otherwise this is going to turn into something bigger. Like if you just chill out for these this day or this next day, you'll probably feel fine the next day instead of pushing through and then feeling like shit for a month or something. So yeah, anyway, communication, super, super key. Um, I, yeah, I think those those were all really good points. Um, what was your That was like my favorite question. I like wanted to talk about that one. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. have more? Are you good? I'm I'm good for that one. You're good for that. But one. I was like, yeah, I, th- I think that's like, if you want to stop listening now, you can. Because hey, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I, I like that. That was like the first thing to come up because. Well, I think I it's think really important. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not like difficult things to do. Like whether no. your partner has a chronic illness or not. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, unless you're my mom. Mom, are you listening to this? Um, I too. Yeah, you probably have a chronic illness. What would be some of the more difficult parts of living with someone with a chronic illness, particularly 
we'll just focus on Hashimoto's because that's obviously what we have direct contact with, with me. Um, I've had a few other issues associated with Hashi, but it is mostly that. So what are some, <laughs> what are some things that, that can be difficult and like how do you deal with them or how do we deal with them as a couple? Yeah, so I think that it can definitely be difficult at times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the hardest, and again, I want to talk from the perspective of like what a normal, <laughs> what an average person without another chronic illness would. Yeah. Because um, I was going to say for, for us, specifically uh can be very difficult if we're both struggling with yeah symptoms at the same time mm -hmm. um because honestly at that point oh cora and yep there's the dog what do you, what do you want to add cora um she was very important in my healing cora was getting a dog <laughs> sorry keep going um it can just get kind of ugly because it's like, <laughs> especially because we both kind of have stubborn personalities. Mm. Um, and while at least recently, because some of the issues I've been going through, I needed to ask for help. Um, I did, but both of us can be kind of stubborn and don't always ask for help, mm -hmm. but we're kind of annoyed because of our situation. So we just end up like retreating into our own little corners and being annoyed and yeah. Um, and so again, it just goes back to the communication piece. Uh, but I would say for somebody in general, and this still does apply to us is, you know, if I'm going through a good period or I'm not feeling too many symptoms with what I'm dealing with, the hardest is when is actually when I'm in a really great mood and I'm feeling really good and you're not. Yeah. And you're, you know, whatever your symptoms may be uh, or, you know, however they are presenting themselves. So, you know, if your energy is really low, if you're irritable, if you have brain fog, um, they these all, are all usually end up coming with affecting my mood because I'm annoyed that I have brain fog or I'm yes. um, tired because, or I'm cranky because I'm tired or I just am having like a hormonal imbalance and I'm cranky. Right. Um, so yeah. when that, that's hard because when that directly affects me and like I said, you know, if I'm in a good mood, I come home, I want to talk and this and that and, and you're, cranky and like retreated and curled then, up in a ball on the couch. Yeah. Then I get, <laughs> then I get a little butt hurt because I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. Like why, you know, why are you being so like, you know, annoyed and in your own world and whatever. Um, and I think what can be hard is that that's often taken personally and mm -hmm. you may not always be annoyed with me specifically, you know, it, it you know, sometimes I'm sure you are, <laughs> but other times if you're just, we, we need a word for this. We need a word for like, other than flare up, you need a word for like when you're in a funk. Yeah. When you're in a, 
and, when and I'm in, uh, a chronic illness funk. When I, a sif. What? Uh, <laughs> C-I-F. Oh. I don't like that. Yeah, I know. It's dumb. <laughs> um, when I'm in a funk. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah, because I guess it's not always a flare. It's usually just having, like, a rough day or something. Yeah. That's when it gets hard because I either... I either get annoyed that you're not in a better mood mm-hmm. um, I or I get annoyed that you seem annoyed at me yeah. and I take it personally. Or I do get annoyed at you because I'm already irritable even though you didn't do anything that's worth being annoyed over. Right. It's also difficult because I'm also female. So not only do you have the hormonal imbalances of a woman, <laughs> you also have the chronic illness issue too yeah so i think those are yeah that's pretty much how it plays out and the what's really hard because you know we just went through it is when there is like a true flare-up like an extended period of that it becomes very difficult because uh we felt very disconnected after was it a couple months ago after July or something? Yeah, July. July was rough for both of us. But, yeah. Yeah. But because what can happen is when there's an extended period uh, where the person with a chronic illness does not feel like themselves, you as the person, the partner of the one with the chronic illness, can look at it and be like, who is this? Yeah. Like, I don't recognize them. Yeah this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really hard and it's a scary thing and it's frustrating. It's scary. And the, the again, back to the communication piece, mm-hmm. we didn't, we did not communicate well that month. Yeah. Either of us, we were both kind of like, we both ended up like pulling away into our own sides <laughs> and, and yeah, so it just results in, Disconnect. Yeah, not feeling connected to the other person and just kind of have, you know, there being resentment and frustration and there's just a lot of question marks. Yeah. Um, and again, if if we would have communicated better, yeah, sure, it would have been, you know, tough probably. Like you're still going through shit, so it's not going to be easy. But if we communicated better, it would have made things smoother, Mm -hmm. if nothing else. I think one of the positive parts of that is that both Ben and I are pretty self-aware people. So when we can kind of pull ourselves out of our side of the funk or whatever, we notice how we're acting. For example, with me... I can kind of notice that I'm not acting like myself and I'll say that to him. I'll be like, I'm scared because I don't feel like I am me right now. Like I don't, I don't even feel like I have control over some of the things that happen. Like I will be really cranky about something or really irritated about something. And then 15 minutes later, I'm like, why was I irritated about that? Um, but it's just kind of that lack for me, it feels like a lack of control over 
over how I'm feeling. And I think I tend to retreat when I feel like that because I feel like I'm protecting those around me because I'm in such a weird mood when really just something as simple as I'm really not feeling well this week. I kind of want to be to myself. Uh, It might be hard for your partner to hear that, but at least they would understand where you're coming from. Oh, totally. um, And would back off a little bit instead of me just completely retreating in to, again, quote unquote, protect you, but it doesn't end up helping either way. Always appreciated because (laughs) there's always like, even though it doesn't necessarily make the situation easier, um, I don't know, there's always like a little bit of a sigh of relief because for me, for somebody who cares about you mm-hmm. and our relationship, a lot of times I can get kind of caught up in like, you know, why is she annoyed with me or what did I do? And for you to just simply say, I'm not feeling that great. I need some time alone or that's why I'm snapping at you or (laughs) whatever it is. Um, just, just that brief statement of, I don't feel like myself kind of just allows me to like breathe a sigh of relief and be like, okay, like now I don't have to take anything personally. Mm -hmm. I know you know, I can, I can then ask another question, like, do you need something? Should I give you space? Um, so it kind of like opens the door to that, to like help the person a little bit more. Or, you know, if, if I can read you and just be like, okay, she definitely does not want another human being in her vicinity right now. <laughs> I, you know, I feel that and I can just, I can be at peace with it then. Mm-hmm. Instead of me sitting there wondering, wondering or... <laughs> Or being annoyed and being like, why is she being such a bitch? Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so it really does make a big difference. Yeah. So basically it just like comes down to communication on both ends really. Yeah, would. seems like that was a theme. We didn't, yeah. we didn't plan that out, but yeah. that uh, kind of showed itself here. It really is. <laughs> but it's true. And it's true in any type of relationship really is communication tends to be like downfalls of relationships and it can be what makes your relationship great. So for us, I think it's a good test. We've been tested a few times very early on in our relationship and we are learning constantly and we're both open to learning um, how to communicate better with each other. Um, But yeah. So to kind of move into like more positive (laughs) realm I guess what are there is there anything that you do or like to do to try to keep me (laughs) I want to say like happy but (laughs) like so for me a lot a lot of issues that I have with my thyroid is that I will push myself too much and then I won't feel well or uh, as you all probably know I really 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 practice mindset so is there anything that you do for me that you can think of that kind of tries to help help keep me in a good a good frame of mind um, or just in a good health that 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like my question's going all over the place. Yeah. This is one of the ways he helps me. He understands what I'm saying when I can't freaking <laughs> <is>, say it. <laughs> this is true. That is a big way. I think part of it, like I said before, part of it is like sometimes I can just feel your energy and feel what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that usually comes in the form of like when I can tell you don't want me to talk to you. Yeah, I and, need space. Yeah. And I guess the other thing then is like if I can't quite – feel it out I try to ask questions and from there just like based on your answer I can help you Mm -hmm. but um, I think that it usually tends to be in the form of like hey do you want to do this or do you want to watch something that I you know some show that I think might make you happy or um, you know do something that I think you might like and then if you kind of turn that down then I'll back off a little bit. (laughs) Uh, So I think those are usually the two ways. Um, But I will say, I know this is like not answering your question, so it's probably bad, but I will say what can be tricky is sometimes I will try to help you in a way that I would want to be helped, but it doesn't mean that you want to be helped that way. This is something that we both struggle with. Like when we talk about Ben's health issues in a couple of weeks, it'll be very apparent that like when (laughs) I switched sides and I ended up being the one that had to support, I was like, fuck this. What is happening? I don't know how to handle this. So yeah. Yeah. So that's um, just kind of like a, you know, an asterisk and a a side note. Mm -hmm. Um from that, you know, kind of the opposite of what you're asking uh, is don't necessarily try to provide the help that you would be looking for because usually in these situations, what you can provide for the person is very specific. So, you know, (laughs) I've learned over time and I'm continually learning what you need and what Mm -hmm. helps you in a given scenario. Um, So I think that's kind of the key is to truly try to tune in to the other person and their needs and make sure that you aren't just trying to do something that you think might work. Yeah. Try to understand what they want or what you you need. Yeah. I think for me, Ben has always been very open and supportive in all of the things that I want to try when it comes to my health. Um, He was on board helping me plan meals when I was doing an elimination diet or the SIBO specific diet. He walked through a crystal shop with me in Denver when I decided that that was going to help me, which is, they're beautiful. I love our crystal. He has always been very open to all the different things that I read. And when I tell him about it, he doesn't roll his eyes or act like it's not important or like I'm just trying something new. And again, some of it might be because he understands because he also deals with some of this stuff. But it's very nice to have someone in your life, even if you don't have a partner right now, a friend, a family member, anything like that, that will support you and how you are going about 
on your healing journey because everybody's healing journey is different. Everything that you do is different. Everything that you try is different. And I can tell you that the amount of times that I've told people, including doctors, that I don't eat gluten because it affects my Hashimoto's and it affects my body. The amount of people that have rolled their eyes at me or told me that it's just a fad diet, whereas Ben was like, nope, that's great. That sounds good. Let's not have, well, not let's. I'll watch you not have gluten anymore. Um, But he also saw the benefits that happened and like how different I felt after I cut it out. So like, I mean, I think there's been a few times where you've kind of been like, hmm, like, for example, I really want to try the AIP diet, the autoimmune protocol, but I tend to, I'm like a quick fix girl, so I struggle. I like literally just signed up to have a nutritional coach help me out, and then like two days later, I'm like, I want to try AIP, and he's like, wait, you just signed up for something else, so why don't we try this first? So he's really good at like keeping me grounded in that realm, and then for me, just the type of person that Ben is like, he's always in for the most part, always in a good mood. People love him. Like you're always ready to kind of do whatever and talk about whatever. So that's really helpful there, you know, on all these like Facebook groups that I've talked about before, the amount of women that say that like their husband is leaving them because they feel like, shit all the time or their mom doesn't understand or whatever like there that probably is going could happen to you if you aren't coming at this illness as a partnership if you're not coming at it communicating what's happening like Hashimoto's is just as much my issue as it is Ben's now that we're together and it will be for the rest of our life it will be when we want to get pregnant it will be when we have children it will be when I'm old and it not necessarily in a bad way but it's just going to be something that if I'm going through it he's also going to be going through it and vice versa so I I think that's an important way of putting it Mm mm-hmm because you do have to realize that like it is, it is like, it is now your issue too. Mm-hmm. And so just going back to like, you know, just kind of, it's a good summation point. Like, you know, that's more the reason you should research. That's more the reason you should understand. That's more the reason you should communicate mm-hmm. is because you and your partner are one entity. Mm-hmm. And so this is now collectively your, thing to deal with yeah it's Um, not just affecting you it's now affecting both of you right so it would be completely irresponsible and will eventually lead to leaving the other person or you know the partnership ending or yeah very extreme unhappiness if you don't um, address that and treat it with the importance that you should yeah Yeah. So basically the entire theme of this podcast was communication and we're not even close to perfect at it, but we 
are learning every day how to be better communicators with each other, not only in the realm of chronic illness, but just in life. But have anything else to add to this stuff? Actually, no. No? That was good. Yeah. We, we covered... Uh, we covered some ground. Yeah. We hit I mean, everything. Because I had like a few things in did mind. Did Yeah. I did too. But apparently when Brain Fog decided <laughs> that those were going to shoot across Hashtag the room. And no longer, right? <laughs> I'm like, hashtag. Um, yeah. So... Anyway, we should probably wrap this up because we had to turn off our air conditioning in order to uh, do this, and I am freaking hot. (laughs) I am hot right now. So I think we're going to go, but if any of you actually are interested in following Ben, I'll leave his, what, your website, your Instagram, anything else down below? No, that's probably good. I'll leave some stuff. I can probably put my email. Oh, yeah. I'll leave his email down below. Actually, if any of you are interested in online fitness or nutrition with someone that obviously understands working with people with chronic illness, you should shoot him a message um, and he could probably help help you get going on that. So I'll leave all of his information down below. Um, I'll also link the Facebook group so that you guys can join that. And then... He has a doctor appointment on Tuesday, so we'll soon have soon have a, um, an episode about Ben's chronic illness, which we forever thought was just adrenal fatigue, but apparently it's not. It's quite other a new twist. few a few other twists that happened in the last couple of weeks. So that episode will be up very soon but thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it can't wait to talk to you guys again soon and yeah see you later adios